Hello and welcome to this episode of Unplugged, a place for parents to listen in on unfiltered conversations covering holistic and heart-centered approaches to raising kids and education. My name is Stephanie Wicker. I am the creator of Simply Kids. I'm also a speaker, an author, an educator, and a coach. I am so excited to be sharing this amazing content with you today. So let's dive in. Good evening, everyone. Stephanie here from Simply Kids, and tonight we are having another episode of Simply Kids Unplugged, which is an opportunity to speak to incredible moms doing incredible things around raising kids or teaching kids. And tonight we have something a little bit different. We have a really special treat tonight. We have Amanda Bernstein from Essential Me Doula joining us tonight. Now, Amanda and I met probably a little less than a year ago. And in all honesty, when I first met her, I did not know what a doula was. I had never heard of that before. And that says a lot about me. So I'm really excited to have her on because once I found out, once I heard her description of what she does, I couldn't help but get excited and feel like this is the kind of stuff that Facebook groups should be talking about. So that's why I invited her on to hopefully open up a wonderful, meaningful conversation for either new moms, expectant moms, and to be honest, anywhere in between, because I feel like what she brings to the table is so much more than just birth and postpartum support. I believe that it's so much more than that as well. So Amanda, maybe let's start with the obvious. In your own words, can you tell us a little bit about what a doula is and what it is that you do? Sure. And thanks for having me today. Um, As a birth and postpartum doula, I support women and couples in whatever they need to have the best possible journey to meet their baby. And support comes in many ways. Support can be physical, it can be emotional support, or it can be informational. And by physical, it might mean I'm at their birth and I'm helping with massage or I'm helping with some essential oils, or it could mean advocacy where I'm talking to the birth, you know, the hospital team on their behalf, for example, or, um, you know, emotional support is really being there, there to listen, there to help. And the informational side of things is really important, both before, during and post-birth. And after birth, I go and help mums and couples in their homes with their new baby to find, you know, the best tools and tricks to have a smooth journey moving forward so that they can feel settled and it's a big change and transition in their life. Yes. And I definitely want to hear a little bit more about some of those tools and tricks. But before we do that, because I had never heard of a doula, is that something that you hear commonly that people are like, well, what is a doula? Okay, right. So what's the history behind that? Yeah, sure. So even still in Australia today, very few people have heard of a doula or they might have heard of a doula and thought, oh, no, that's not something I need. Why would I need a doula? Um, Once upon a time, the word doula was was a Greek word or it is a Greek word and it meant servant or woman servant. And today it's come to mean to serve. So in the sense that as a doula, I am here for a woman, particularly around birth, to help serve her in the best possible way so she can have a positive experience, whatever that means for her. Yes, absolutely. So so should anyone bring on a doula or yes. is it more for support? Oh, that was quick. Okay. Yeah, very <laughs> easy question. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, whether, it, whether it's a highly trained and experienced professional doula 
or whether it's, you know, a good friend or your mother or someone who's there just for you, not to push their own agenda. So you have to be careful if, for example, you're choosing to have your mother there as your support person because is she bringing trauma or her own birth experiences into yours rather than being there just for you and whatever your needs are. So I'm coming from a non-biased perspective in order to support women in whatever their choices are to have the best journey possible. So I think every woman should have a doula, no matter what kind of birth they're hoping to have, whether they want a drug-free water birth or they're having an induction because something's wrong or they have to have a set date or even if they're choosing an elective caesarean, there are still ways in, in any kind of birth that a doula can support a woman or a or couple in this journey. So do you find that a lot of what you do is raising awareness around all the different options that are available to new moms or expected moms who might not know that there are options available? Yes, that is a big part of the role. Um, one of the things I pride myself on when I'm supporting couples and, and moms-to-be is making sure they're aware of what their choices are, that they have got options and that information can come from many sources. And, for example, when you talk about the risk of something, risk is relative. So my perception of risk and your perception or their perception and the obstetrician or the midwife who maybe saw a stillbirth yesterday or something, you know, tragic might have happened, their perception will be different to anyone else's. So, yes, we need to be informed to make choices that are right for us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, last week, maybe the week before, we had Natasha Stewart on and she was telling us all about her experiences with postnatal depression. And I wonder, as a doula, is that something that, um, that you can support new moms through? Or maybe there's some kind of preventative um, measures that we can take in order to have as, a, you know, as much support in place as possible? Or, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a good mm. question. There's a lot of support services out there today for pre- and postnatal depression, anxiety, PTSD. Uh, there's a lot of trauma these days around birth and a lot of anxiety that leads to it. So helping women feel supported is a really big step, someone that's there to listen to them. And that's a big role that I feel is being there to listen to a woman and what her concerns are or what her fears are. It's a really important position to be there because she can't always be as completely open and honest potentially with her partner or her sister or her mum or her best friend. Um, it can be hard to open up. So having someone there who completely understands, like a doula, can be really important both during pregnancy and in the postpartum. And when I see triggers around depression or anxiety, I often refer on. So yes, I can be there and they can lean on me and I can be a shoulder or a helping hand or whatever it is that they actually need and everyone needs something different. Um, mm. There are lots of organisations like the Gidget Foundation or Panda. Um, in Australia, we're, we're privileged to have a lot of communities that can help with anxiety and depression around pregnancy and birth these days and postpartum. Yeah. And so you are a birthing and postpartum doula. So I, I can understand how you support someone going through, um, you know, leading up to their birth. I can understand all of that. But what is a postpartum doula? How, how would that look? What kind of services do you provide for someone who's just given birth? 
So I go to their home and I spend time with them. And sometimes it's really lonely potentially when you've just had a baby and you're at home and you're getting to know this person and, you know, if you're breastfeeding or bottle feeding, all the processes and, you know, a, a routine, dare I say the word, of what happens day in, day out. So it, it can be lonely and isolating. So I can be a presence there with them that's non-judging and not telling them to do anything in a particular or a certain way. Um, I can bring groceries with me. I can cook meals or prepare snacks for them. Um, I sometimes hold babies so mums can shower. I don't know if you've ever had a really rough day and you just manage to get in the shower or wash your hair or blow dry it and you just feel like you've, you know, walked out like Cinderella dressed in a ball gown. Um, yeah, so all sorts of things like that. Sometimes I take babies for a walk so mums can have a sleep. And it's really whatever they need. And if I see that she needs additional support that I'm not able to give, I might be able to help her set it up. So, for example, it might be a cleaning service or it might be a dog walking service, although I have helped mum walk her dog before when she just had a baby. Um, yeah, but it, it's, it's whatever she needs to feel like she's functioning as well as possible with a brand new baby at home. I love it. And there's so much to consider because we can't possibly predict all of the things that someone is going to need when they're going through such a big transition. I yeah. love when you were just like routine. <laughs> so, um, so what is it, what is it that you mean when you were like, dare I say routine? I'm curious what you mean by uh, that. <laughs> so there's lots of, lots of books out there that you could read that tell you, you know, your baby needs to sleep every four hours and feed for one hour and babies haven't read that book and they don't come with a manual um, and you know we kind of refer to the fourth trimester so your babies have been inside they've never had to feed before they've never had to breathe before um, everything's kind of been given to them and then they're on the outside and all of a sudden they're a whole new person and independent and babies like to be held close to us they like to you know feel your heartbeat and feel the warmth of your skin and feel the moving and the jiggling of everything as if they were in the womb um, mm. so with newborn babies and I'm kind of talking the first six to eight weeks um, even up to three months I think it's very hard to consider a routine and you know, most of the clients I support choose to follow their baby's cues and learn what their baby wants. So you can have a rough guide where, for example, in a 24-hour period, you can expect to feed your baby at least seven, eight or nine times. Um, you can expect that your baby might have at least seven or eight, one to two, maybe three hours sleeps. Um, you can expect to be changing at least seven to eight wet nappies plus pooey nappies every day. And so we can have a rough guide of what a 24-hour day will look like, but it's not a routine as such. And I remind my clients that tomorrow is another day. It might look different. And what happened yesterday might not be the same tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that is such an important thing to remember because I think that we're drawn to predictability. We're drawn to familiarity. So routine is like a comfort blanket for a lot yes. of us. So That's it true. does make that so many new moms especially would be like I want a routine but I love that you're like well it might not be realistic I absolutely love that one of the things that um that you've said before was that you you encouraged moms to tune in to their bodies um can you explain a little bit about what you mean by that 
Sure. Um, so apart from the obvious things like I'm thirsty, I'll have a drink, I'm hungry, I'll eat something, you might be craving a specific kind of thing. So you might like to eat that. Um, I don't know about you, but I, I know you haven't had kids, but to anyone who's listening, um, I craved macaroni and cheese in both my pregnancies. It was the one thing I really wanted. So that's one way of tuning in. Um, but also tuning in, like we were talking before a little bit about anxiety and um, or depression potentially. So tuning into any emotions that you might have that are unnerving or unsettling or apart from, you know, feeding or drinking for yourself, um, what other sorts of things are coming up? Do you feel you need a massage because your neck and shoulders are getting sore or are you getting a bit of pain in your lower back or something like that? Maybe you need to see a chiropractor. So tuning in to self-care practices I think are a really important way for mums to tune into themselves and find that way to connect to their baby. So whether they're doing a meditation or a visualisation or if they're tuning into their baby's movement patterns every day while they're in the womb, for example, there are all sorts of things that we can be doing in really simple, practical ways every day to connect with our, with our baby in our pregnancy. I love that. There is so much to consider. And I think that it might be easy to get overwhelmed by all of that. And to remember that your self-care is going to affect the entire experience. Um, yeah. And that sounds like a lot of responsibility and a lot of, uh, you know what I mean? Like, cause self-care doesn't come naturally to all of us. I know that I really struggle with self-care. I have to mm -hmm. literally put it in my calendar you know, yep. go get your eyebrows done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, floss your teeth. Like things that other people just do, I genuinely have to schedule it in because I just really lack. Do you have any kinds of tips and tricks for making self-care just a little bit more easier, maybe a little bit more obvious for people so it does become part of their routine? Well, I'm very similar to you in the way that I lock it in my diary. So, for example, every Wednesday morning I go to a Pilates class and because I'm self-employed, I have that luxury of going at 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, but I do book these things in my diary. Um, in addition to being a birth and postpartum doula, I'm also a Kahuna massage therapist and a Pilates instructor. So in order to be a better Pilates instructor, I need to train myself. But in order to be giving a Kahuna or in order to be giving um, – at a birth with a client, I need to be physically in shape. So locking those things in my diary to nurture myself, allow me to nurture others more. And I'm sure this is something you discuss with your clients when you're talking about behavior for their toddlers. If you can't give to yourself, it's very hard to give to others. So your toddler who you're potentially hoping that they're regulating their emotional behavior, if you haven't given enough to yourself to regulate your own emotions, how can we expect that of other people around us too? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I like one of the things that you were talking about earlier with the baby and how you were saying um, how we need to fit the new baby into our routine. And I think that this counts for into our self-care routine as well, because, you know, as soon as there's a new person in the house, then that's just another reason for self-care to go out the window. Um, mm. So how about, how do you support people through that transition of having a new child in the home, especially if they already have maybe an older child. So now yeah. they're trying to balance everybody. 
right? Yes. Do, do you have, like, I imagine this is something that you probably experience quite often. You probably have this conversation with a lot of moms. <laughs> um, but do you have any quick tips for, for someone who's trying to transition with a new baby and an older child? Yeah, sure. So it's a tricky thing sometimes because while we're talking about self-care here, we also need to come back to our primal needs. And the one thing I think most new mums lack is sleep. Um, So if that's the one thing that I can impart with them is to find a way to get some sleep. And whether it's your partner taking the baby and the toddler and the dog to the park for an hour and a half so you can have a nap or whether it's having your mum or your neighbour or your sister come over to help with the same thing, or having a doula if you lack those people around you who can support you, especially during the week if they might have a full-time job, um, to come and be there in that capacity to help with whatever it is that you need. So tuning into your own self-care needs and whether it's sleep or bringing some good food over or maybe because they're rocking a baby all night long, they've got a neck and shoulder issue. Sometimes I'll go with a client to a massage appointment that they've got. And if it's in like Westfield or something, I'll walk around Westfield with their baby. Um, You know, so we're right nearby in case we need the mum, but she can still have the time to herself. So tuning into what it is she needs most and then helping her facilitate it. I love it. And so for those of you who are just joining us, this is Amanda Bernstein. She is a doula in Bondi Junction with Essential Me Doula. Um, And she's kind of answering our questions around birth and postpartum support. Um, Thank you so much, Amanda. So I'm curious, I would love to hear maybe a little bit about your story and to why it is that you became a doula. I I think that it's amazing, but I also think that it takes a very special type of person to commit to this type of service for other women. So I'd love to hear a little bit about maybe what your motivation is behind becoming what you do. Sure. Um, Where to begin? So I'm a mom of two. My boys are six. My oldest is nearly seven. And my little one, who's four and a half. And with my first, I was quite naive and relatively uneducated. I didn't know, um, you know, that there were options in birth. And I hired a private obstetrician thinking I was making a great choice, hiring an expert to know what was best for me and my baby and really paying them a fortune to make great choices for me. Um, And we had some scary things happen throughout my pregnancy. And towards the end, the obstetrician suggested that we get induced, A, for safety and health and comfort reasons, but B, because then my partner would be able to choose when to take time off work, it would help us simplify everything and we'd have a baby rather than be waiting. So I agreed to be induced and things didn't quite go to plan. I ended up with a cascade of intervention and an emergency C-section. And emotionally, it was a long, tough recovery for me, but physically as well. I had pain for a very long time. And we're talking like at least four months of getting in and out of bed or off the toilet or in a chair with pain. Um, So that's when I first became a Pilates instructor to help other women recover postnatally. I'd already been doing Pilates for myself for almost 10 years before that and um, decided that, you know, that's what helped me eventually get my physical strength back and I was going to help other mums. So then I fell pregnant with my second child and this time I interviewed three different private obstetricians, not quite knowing what I wanted but knowing that what I had last time wasn't what I wanted this time. 
And with the one I chose, it got to about 19 weeks pregnant. And here I was talking about a vaginal birth after a cesarean, so a VBAC, um, which has its own risk factors, but so does any normal birth or so does a cesarean. Um, and again, as we spoke about risk earlier, risk comes down to your perception. So what an obstetrician or a midwife or your sister thinks might be very different to what you think. So... At 19 weeks, I was very fortunate in that this private obstetrician said to me, look, Amanda, I think you'll be happier birthing in the public system with a midwife. And I didn't, I was so naive, even though I'm educated and I've got a university degree, I didn't know that that was an option. My GP never said to me, hey, you can, you know, you can go public or private. All I was given were referrals to private obstetricians, which is really interesting Mm. as well. Um, so I then went and contacted the head of obstetrics at the Royal Hospital for Women in Randwick in Sydney. And I went and met with him and was able to be taken on with a midwife educator who was there. She kind of took me on like a private client, which was amazing. But that's a long story within itself how that all happened. And I went into spontaneous labour. I didn't need to be induced and I had a drug-free water birth at the hospital, which is worlds apart from my traumatic C-section with the first one. And I had a doula for my second birth. And I knew at that time that I wanted to be a doula and help other mums have the best possible experience for them so that they could be informed and have the information on hand to make choices, decisions. It's really important to empower us and to try and avoid trauma by knowing what our options are. Mm. So... It wasn't the right time. I was breastfeeding and I had, you know, a toddler and a newborn. And as, you, as we've discussed already, that could be pretty full on. Uh, but then later on I went and um, studied my kahuna training. So there's seven levels for kahuna. I've done six of them over the last four years. Um, and kahuna is about holding the space for people to feel, to really go within themselves and we, we believe that our emotional trauma is manifested physically in the body and that with kahuna massage it gives an avenue for release so Mm. i've been doing my training through that and it allows me to hold the space at birth so much more it gives people um, the opportunity to feel safe with me and i'm not judging and i'm i'm not holding them back i'm letting them go through whatever process it is that they need to to have that positive journey or perhaps not so positive but it's still theirs and they can own it Um, and then I took that training and I've gone and become a doula as well. So Mm. I I graduated in 2017. Uh, So I've been a doula now for almost two full years and it's, it's magical in so many ways. Like there's no greater honor for me than someone inviting me to be at their birth. I I think it's Mm. such a privilege. Um, it's one of our most intimate times in our life and you know, the fact that I can then be there for a woman or a couple to help her have the best experience that she can have in whatever journey unfolds from it because we can't always plan how birth will go. We can try, but to me the power of planning is the power of being informed and knowing what our options are. So if we understand that option A is our preference but if something medical happens and there's a need to change, we have option B or C, it's really important to be aware of that and it reduces the risk of trauma later. So bringing that into pregnancy, birth and postpartum and being there for couples. At the moment, I'm supporting two to three births a month. Um, Mm. 
and it's an interesting life for me because I'm on call and on on you know when babies decide to come I have to drop everything to attend a birth yes. but it's, <laughs> it's very special and it's very raw and there's nothing else in life I find that gives me that opportunity to really have the, those emotions come out so yeah yeah mm. such yeah, an so experience yes mm. yeah so that's my background and why I do what I do. It comes oh, from lovely. my heart space. It's, it's yeah. all from here. And I, I think that that happens so often, doesn't it? We, we go through, life takes us where we're supposed to be, you know? And, yes. and at the time it might be, you know, really hard and scary and overwhelming, but then we can learn from it. We can grow from it and then we can use it. We can use it to help other people. So I think your story is absolutely remarkable. Um, so for anyone who um, I know that we've had a lot of people hopping on and off tonight, um, and this is a very intimate topic. It's, it's a very personal discussion that we're having tonight. So if you guys have any questions for Amanda, feel free to pop them in the comments and we can come back on later and make sure that they're answered. Another option is just message me. Send me anything in my inbox. That's fine. And I'll make sure that Amanda gets your questions because this is a very intimate topic. So Amanda, thank you so much for taking time to just hop on tonight and share your insight with all of our followers. Yeah. So is there anything that you would want to maybe end on? Is there, is there any like final point that you just want to make sure everyone takes home with them tonight? Sure. Uh, so there's probably a few. Um, <laughs> the main <laughs> the main thing would be that you have choices, you have options. Mm -hmm. So if you need help to find out what they are, please, by all means, get in touch. Uh, my website's essentialme.com.au. Uh, mm -hmm. But, yeah, you have choices. And having information on hand, being educated, empowers you to have that best possible experience. Mm -hmm. um, there is help out there. So if you need support in Anyway, whether it's, you know, seeing a psychologist for emotional support or physical, practical, because I, I really do have a, a practical sense when I support women. So if you need practical support, um, you can hire a doula or you can put other measures in place to really feel like you're supported as much as possible through your journey in pregnancy, empowered through your birth because you can take charge and own it and into mm -hmm. the postpartum. There is help available. You don't have to do this alone. And there are people like me out there who want to help you through it. Yeah, I yeah. love it. So Amanda, if it's okay with you, we'll pop your link in the comments. Um, and I'll sure. also add it to the description. This way, if anyone wants to reach out and if they do have questions, they can just go to you directly as well. They might feel more comfortable with that. Um, and also, if you have any... Um, I know that you have a collection of tips right now that I think is on your website that people can find. Yeah. Um, maybe we can just put something in there to direct people directly to that so they can easily find some of your top ideas and top, you know, key takeaways for being prepared as possible for birth sure. and postpartum experiences. Um, great. So thank you so much, Amanda, for joining us tonight. That was so interesting. I feel like I learned a lot. So oh, like you're I welcome. said, I didn't know what Adula was before the first time that we talked. So for me, it's like diving into the deep end of the pool and really learning a lot of amazing information. So I think it's wonderful what you're doing. And I love that you're using your life story now to support other moms and new moms specifically. Um, so good luck to you and your journey and your path of helping new moms. I think it's wonderful. Thank you. And you're welcome. It's a pleasure. I'm happy to have a chat with anyone that needs to. And wonderful. Yeah. 
All right, sounds good. So we'll leave those com we'll leave some links in the comments so everyone can check it out and have a wonderful night. Thank you to those of you who joined us and remember to post your questions at any time and we'll come back on and make sure they're answered for you guys. All right, have a wonderful night. Yes. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.